Nuclear. Now is it Crick or Creek? Coyote or Coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Today we're talking politics. Uh, well, sort of. Um, I don't think we're going to say anything too controversial, uh, at least politically, maybe, maybe linguistically controversial. We'll find out. Our sentence this week is, the mayoral and gubernatorial contests fortunately don't involve the Electoral College. Uh, (laughs) I think that's probably an accurate statement. Um, And that seems pretty straightforward. We're probably looking at mayoral and gubernatorial, although I do think there are maybe some slightly different pronunciations that are also okay. I hear mayoral rather than mayoral and it may be that you can say gubernatorial without the er sound, gubernatorial. That one I'm not quite as sure about. Uh, I definitely have questions, or at least one question specifically. But first, Kathy and Ross, jump in and let me know if I'm on the right track. Okay, first I'm going to say pronunciation-wise, it technically, usually, the original things was it's electoral, not electoral, and mayoral, not mayoral. That's more recent, the stress on the uh, or part. Yeah, okay. no, but stress changes in language. So it's not, uh, some people have real conniptions about your pronunciation, mayoral and electoral. Others don't. I don't think it's a big deal, but I actually do use the original pronunciations of mayoral and electoral. Do you guys? Or- I do not. No, I, I do. I'm a, I'm a mayor. Actually, I do electoral, but I do mayoral. I did not know about electoral. Uh, it makes sense, but I didn't know. M- uh, mayoral, I I know that I've specifically looked up in the past because I read the news on the air and I wanted to make sure that I was saying that word in an acceptable way. So I, I did know that mayoral is acceptable. To me, I like it better. It just it sounds slightly stronger when I say it out loud than mayoral does. And so that's why I that's why I say it that way, uh, because when I'm speaking for broadcast, I just want to have a little bit of a stronger sound there. But but I, uh, you know, I understand that either one should be fine. I agree. And I don't like I mean, there's we have a quotation here from a a linguistics professor in Chicago saying it is simply wrong. Your pronunciation. It's not an uncommon speech pattern to shift emphasis when a word changes from noun to adjective. But I think this pronunciation is stuck because it is perceived as sounding more prestigious or prestigious. <laughs> it has a classier <laughs> ring and that bothers me. I don't like hearing a word pronounced the wrong way. And I really vehemently disagree with what she said. I don't think it's that big of a deal at all. In addition, I would argue, because I'm always big on, I hate it when people pronounce things a certain way because it sounds all hotsy totsy and ooh la la, you know what I mean? I don't think mayoral sounds particularly more prestigious or has a classier ring. I think it sounds like Fletcher said. I think it's easier to understand. Mayoral to me doesn't doesn't sound right as right for some reason to my ear. Although in Britain you would say mayoral, you you wouldn't. It's a two syllable in in, in British pronunciation. Yeah, because it's a, they, they take out the, the R and the, the rhotic sound. Yes, they do. You're right. Yeah. But here I am listening to you say the word mayoral, and if I'm if I'm listening, I mean context-wise, you're going to know what they're saying. But beyond that, if I'm listening to you say that word, I'm not positive that I know what you're saying. Which I yeah. think goes back to our whole point, which we've made continuously, the three of us, is that language is done 
is used to communicate things clearly. And what you're saying, and I think you're correct, is that your pronunciation or the more common pronunciation nowadays, which this linguistics professor thinks is wrong, is clearer. It's more clear. We understand it better. So I think we should probably all switch to it, including me. Now, how about gubernatorial? Uh, is Am I right that, that it is okay to drop that er sound? Or I, I feel like I, I looked that up and maybe that's a British thing, although maybe that's just uh, the British you know, dropping their R's more generally. Make it more like gubernatorial. I think that's one of those words you sort of elide over it. I mean, because it's just stuck, the R and the N, it's tempting. But I, I, I think that's one where it's just more of a dialect thing where you don't pronounce the R, you just sort of drop it slightly. I don't think that's like a, a hard dropping. It's not gubernatorial ever. Also, interestingly enough, a British person would probably not use the word very much because gubernatorial mm. really is, a, is an American invention via, I mean, using Latin, but it's really a use by the Americans more than anyone else. It's not used elsewhere mm -hmm. that much. Although variations, of course, are used in Spanish or, or Russian or whatever. But the English word gubernatorial is really essentially an American word, apparently invented by the Americans or used, who, who took the Latin word and used it in the, is beginning in the early 1700s, I believe. Let's talk about that in just a moment, because that's definitely the question that, that I have. But first, let's finish off the pronunciation here um you said electoral is actually electoral is electoral okay at this point and yes it is okay. yes it's okay in fact um you even hear people saying electoral like like eliding again not doing the toro and that's even acceptable at this point it's not standard pronunciation but it's certainly acceptable the real issue is when people say electoral that one just drives me insane, and that's becoming more like when people do mischievous and they throw in the extra letter. That's, that's correct. baldly wrong. That one, no. That said, though, I do think that I agree with you both on mayoral is better than mayoral. But I do think in terms of euphonious sounding, I think electoral sounds better than electoral. And I think it, in terms of clarity, I think we think election, elective, Electoral. I think it fits. Electoral to me sounds odd, and I don't like it as much. Even though now I think both, as Kathy was saying, certainly both pronunciations are clearly acceptable. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it's. I, I was just talking about what's what's acceptable in terms of meaning. The thing I like about electoral is that it's clear what you're talking about. You're talking about electors, those who elect, or, but so yeah, I agree with you. Although, did you know that electoral is actually um, a real word? even though it's, it, it sounds incorrect. It was used, it hasn't been used since the 1800s. That's interesting, I didn't know that. It's kind of, I think that's more of like a construct that was accepted for a while, but as I said, it hasn't been used since I think the early 1800s. So you're, I mean, if you say it now, you'd be looked at askance. You probably would be stripped of your right to vote. I don't have a strong feeling one way or the other on electoral versus electoral. I'm happy to switch. I don't think it has the same problem that mayoral does um, just because you've got more definite sounds in there and it's pretty clear what you're saying. So uh, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool changing uh, if I can make my mouth do it. Let's get back to gubernatorial, though. And you started to talk about it, Ross, before I took you off track. But tell us about that word, why it's gubernatorial when we're talking about a governor and, you know, why we have two different sounds there goober versus gover well it, that's a the whole word is really fascinating first of all it really it, it initially came from the greek the ancient greek and it means from the ancient greek word uh which means to pilot or to steer 
And then a gubernator would be a person who's a helmsman on a ship. And then it came from the Greek and it went into the Latin and then it came into English. The question is, as it traveled from ancient Greece to ancient Rome and then through the Romance languages, the B, which is very common, became a V. Before the show, we were talking about problems between B, V, and W. And all three letters sometimes tend to kind of get interchanged, particularly the B and the V. So it became governor. Let me interject and say, because in Latin, it, I, I'm just, because you didn't mention, in Latin, the word was gubernare or gu, gubernator. Oh, yeah, exactly. It came directly from the Greek. It's really a transliteration of the Greek almost completely. But then what happened was it became V, as it entered into French, the B became a V, and then it, we got governor. Then somehow, we have no idea how or why, in the early, probably in the early 1700s, some Americans here who decided they needed to have, they had, you know, provincial governors, etc., decided when they were, when they're going to be referring to them, they decided to use the old Latin word, the original Latin word, gubernator, as Kathy said. So then the adjective became gubernatorial. But it's a really weird word, and it's not really used outside of the U.S. I looked at several British dictionaries, and almost all the examples they had were referring to American elections for governor. Well, I like Ambrose Bierce in 1909 said it was needless and bombastic. I mean, there's a lot of, he said, leave it to those who call political office a chair. Gubernatorial chair is good enough for them, so is hanging. So, <laughs> I know, I like that. Pretty damning. It's like, whoa, okay, governor. <laughs> well, <laughs> That was 110 years ago, so that point of view lost out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's funny. One other problem I think we have is the the goo sound. We have goo goo, goober. I mean, it's it's an ugly sound in English, the goo sound. And I, I, there was some article in the Times, I think, where the, the gentleman was suggesting that one reason why we don't like it is because we don't like the goo sound, a la goober. I think that makes mm. some degree of sense. It just doesn't... Although, if I can interject, the one of the main reasons we now don't like... Goober really wasn't an issue for years. It was just like a peanut, you know, the, like a, a, a southern peanut thing. It's been argued that one of the reasons people now have a thing against Goobers is because of Gomer Pyle. Goober was the friend of Gomer Pyle. Yeah. So now suddenly, the argument is, I swear to God, I've seen this in many places, that the argument is that Goober became sort of a pejorative because of Goober. Goober the character. Well, I'm going to go against them for that because uh, the Historical Dictionary of American Slang, which I have here, says that Goober, which which does refer to a peanut, was as early as the 1860s. It also meant a bumpkin, a yokel, or a simple Yeah, thing. but no, I'm saying no one really thought about it that much. I don't know. We can never... <laughs> I, don't know. I, would... I mean, I think that maybe, because it wasn't... I thought that was slang more in... in um in the South, whereas the rest of the country didn't think the word goober. The point is that it, it's an ugly sounding word in English. And I actually agree with Ambrose Spears. I don't think we really need it. The Times uh, style book recommends not using it, referring to like a, a, a election for governor or, or um, whatever. I don't think it's going to go away, though. It's all over the place. But I don't like how it sounds. Yeah, I do wonder why it's still here. I guess I really only hear it or see it in the media, though. You know, you don't hear people talking about their state's gubernatorial election. No, it's no. definitely a written it's, it's a written word usage. You're right. I don't. I would or never do say... You, wait a second. I'm just thinking, when I'm talking about running someone running for governor, do I say gubernatorial race? I don't. I might. I'm not sure I would. I don't really talk about it. I think I would say the race for governor or the governor's race. The governor's race, yeah. 
One interesting thing also I'm going to throw out is most countries in the English-speaking world don't have governors. Uh, provincial people here in Canada are premiers. They're not governors. Mm -hmm. We have one governor general, but not, they don't run. They're appointed. And then I'm thinking England, I don't believe, has governors as a local... Well, you said governor, though, as a honorific. Yeah. I watch a lot of British crime shows. They're always saying gov. <laughs> yeah, that's governor. a different one. What's the gov going to do? <laughs> that's right. But I don't think they talk about the gubernatorial, yeah. Yeah, so I think gubernatorial would be really definitely almost completely, at least in the English language, confined to the United States. Australia has governors, but they don't use the word gubernatorial. Do they check that? I'm curious. They do. They do. And they don't use gubernatorial. But what fascinated me, I just have to interject, is that in the course of reading about gubernatorial, did you know that gubernator, gubernator, is a real word? I mean, it's rarely used, yeah. but it, it's 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 a word. I mean, so we should start, if we're going to use gubernatorial, I submit that we should start referring to our governors as gubernators. Well, we almost kind of <laughs> did, at least if we were in California, when Schwarzenegger was the governor. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. The governator. He was the governator. <laughs> yeah. I like, I, I like governator. I think that's a good word. I like that better than governor. <laughs> Governatorial is also a word that we should start using, which is used. Governatorial. Instead of gubernatorial. Do you want to hear the trivia piece of the day, though? Do it. Okay. Do you know the word? Here is the one word I could find. Gubernaculum. Whoa. That sounds like a speculum. Do you know what that is? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> it's a fibrous cord that connects to the fetal testicles that if it doesn't extend does not extend the testicles, descend the testicles. So. I can think of some governors I could use yeah. that term for now. I know. It's a very odd Sorry. word. But it was funny. I just looked up. It's a part or structure that serves as a guide, especially a fibrous cord that connects the fetal testis with the bottom of the scrotum. Well, now we know something that we never needed to know and Thank never you. do need to know. <laughs> it's lovely to have over coffee. Well, so that's a little different, yeah. But one, one final thing I'm going to say, which is sort of interesting about the word when I did a little bit of research on it just now, is that it's an odd word in ancient Greek and in Latin. It doesn't sound like part of that language in terms of the sound. And there's thought that it, it, it predates the ancient Greeks. It's not Indo-European, perhaps. It comes from some other the original indigenous peoples of ancient Greece before the ancient Greeks conquered it, which I think is interesting because the word to me sounds ugly. It might have sounded ugly to ancient Greeks and Romans in the same way, even though it was a very commonly used word because they, you know, went around in their triremes. They certainly needed pilots to steer them. Given all this, I have to say again, I guess I'm really surprised that this word is still around and used as much as it is. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I'm just fascinated. I, the more I look, because there's also gubernatrix, which is a woman who rules or governs, which is obsolete. I mean, we were trying, it seems to me that there was a point in English when they were really trying to push more of your gubernate sort of words. Well, we've talked about this before that um, in the 1700s, and I guess it was, it seemed to be the case in the States as well, people liked taking classical words and then re-injecting them into the language. And clearly that's what seemed to what happened with uh, gubernatorial. And for some reason, it's stuck. But it's hard to say an adjective. Governorial. Uh, I mean, I guess that's also a reason, too. Governorial election. Well, governorial, they're saying, is starting to catch on. I saw, and I don't know where it was because I jotted it down, that uh, governatorial is, is starting to increase in usage. It's still rare, but it's being it's increasing. Well, I think we should. I like it better. So. I'm surprised that it 
hasn't caught on already. It, it seems like people would, you know, not necessarily think gubernatorial. And, and I mean, they know it's about governors, so it would be more likely that people would say something like gubernatorial just, you know, just because that would be more natural to, to what they're already thinking. So I'm surprised that that hasn't already caught on more than it apparently has. The only thing, Fletcher, when I think about it right now, is you, you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said it's used mostly in writing. And that means that journalists like you are going to be using it usually when you write something. And if you write gubernatorial, other journalists are going to go, he doesn't know what he's talking about. The correct word is gubernatorial. They're going to go to their dictionaries. So you're not going to change it because it's a formal, it's really a formal English word. That doesn't change. Formal use English words don't change as rapidly as, as words that we use in, spo in spoken English. So my guess would be, and I would put spoken English in a separate category than what you're doing when you're doing broadcast journalism, which is sort of formal English. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, and you're you're completely right. I would never, at this point in time, say gubernatorial. I would never even consider it because, of course, the word is gubernatorial. I guess I'm just surprised that I don't hear it in everyday conversation more. Not that I'm having conversations about the governor's race every day, but more more than you might think. I just tried plugging it into Google out of curiosity. You plug in gubernatorial, and it shows results for gubernatorial, interestingly. And ah. then it says you can search instead for gubernatorial. So it definitely is catching on. Yeah. Speaking of which, I just was looking at something, and this word came up with gubernatorial as I, we were talking. The word, speaking of elections, the word caucus. Did you know that was an American word? Really? I did not know that. No, I wouldn't have guessed that at all. Now, with the, the American elections coming up, I mean, it apparently is mostly used in the States. And there's some thought that it comes from, um, there's no, uh, there is a caucus, which is a Latin drinking cup, but they don't think it really comes from that. They're wondering if it comes from the Algonquin, which is the elders had a, the Chickamaunee people would have uh, groups to getting together. Or there's an old uh, Boston Evening Post talking about a general meeting in West Corcus in Boston. And they think it came... I would have thought it was a Native American word. I didn't know that. You did. I, you, I, I applaud you. I, I didn't know, but I'm thinking just because you think of so many other, like, like tribes or languages, I, excuse me, words, and they, they sound sort of like caucus. I don't know how to explain it. To me, uh, that seems very legitimate. It seems more so to me than the Caucus Club of Boston. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, they're saying it's Cork, but they're wondering if Corcus actually came from the Native American as well. Mm, I, I think that makes sense to me, the Algonquin answer, which I prefer anyway because I like But that. it's weird because I didn't, until today, I didn't realize that Caucus, I would have used Caucus like confidently in England or whatever. They must know the meaning, but it just is odd that it's an American word. I didn't know that. I would have thought it was Latin, obviously, because of the U.S. I mean, just without even thinking, I would have assumed some sort of Latin. But now I'm wondering, do people say Cauci by mistake? No, that's what I w we were talking about, gubernatorial. I was looking at other Latin electoral words, and it popped up, and it's not Latin, you know? This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod or email me at powell at KMUW.org. 
And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press, and you can find that and Kathy and Ross Petrus's most recent book, That Doesn't Mean What You Think It Means, at your local independent bookstore. Kathy and Ross have written a lot more, and they've got a number of other things either coming out soon or in the works. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks. Oh, and one more thing. Goober. Let's make sure we've got everything right here. Goober was actually Gomer Pyle's cousin, showed up on The Andy Griffith Show and Mayberry RFD. He was originally named Goober Beasley, but they changed that to Goober Pyle to make it clear he was related to Gomer. He was played by the actor George Lindsay, who also played the same character on Hee Haw. Lindsay showed up on a lot of other shows, MASH, Gunsmoke, The Rifleman, The Twilight Zone, The Alfred Hitchcock Hour. But the one that's probably the most fascinating, and that's not to take anything away from Mr. Lindsay, but also this isn't the George Lindsay podcast, as accomplished as he may have been in his professional or personal life, the one that's probably most fascinating is the role he apparently turned down. This isn't 100% confirmed, but it's been stated by multiple people who would know. Apparently, George Lindsay was offered and turned down the role of Mr. Spock on Star Trek. What a different world this would be.